Hello and thank you for tuning in to the GameDev.in podcast. Rishi and Arjun talk to Mala and Brother, the dynamic duo behind Nikul Games. Hey guys, uh, Mala and Brother, thanks for joining this podcast. Uh, with me is Rishi. Um, so uh, maybe we can start with basic introduction. So Mala and Brother, uh, who are you guys? Like, can you tell us something about yourselves and Nikul Games? Yeah, hi. So I'm actually, hi, I'm Mala. So I'm actually, uh, I started my career as a traditional artist. Uh, so I, I have my master's in textile art. And around 2015, I met Middle in Bangalore. And we thought, like, uh, he wanted to make games. And I thought, uh, we thought it would be a good fit to make games together because he's a programmer and I'm an artist. So that's how we started this. Right. So, yeah. I will also introduce myself. Uh, I'm Ridul, uh, and I am a programmer, as Mala said. And uh, we've been like uh, I have been programming since uh, about 2009. Now I had a company before in Delhi, which was publishing uh, in the media publishing business. So I wanted to always make games. So I decided to come to Bangalore and explore the game development scene. And there I met Mala and uh, she was a friend of uh, my friend who was into games. So we met at a meetup for a games meetup only. And then she said she's an artist and uh, I said I wanted to make games. So then we sort of uh, uh, started together. Awesome. But what made you set up uh, Nico Games for this? Niku Games was uh, a company which I was uh, sort of named. Uh, not a, it, it was not a business name before. It was just uh, under the brand name that I was publishing some games before I met uh, Mala and decided to uh, join the game world. Uh, before that, I took off from my company and then uh, started uh, fiddling around with making games. So I made one game using uh, open source technologies uh, and it was about a a uh, small kid who runs with a tire on the streets. So you have to control the tire to make it stay on the road. Otherwise, your tire will fall. Oh, sorry, dogs have come. <laughs> you have dogs? Yeah, we have two Dalmatians. My God, okay. Must be a handful. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They're supposed to be very mischievous Dalmatians as well. Like that's what they say. I don't know whether we can generalize. Okay. Uh, Mirzal, so, if you could, uh, if you could just capture the last bits of what you were saying. Yeah. So what I was saying was that uh, I uh, started Niku Games uh, as a just a brand name under which I was toying around with making games. I, this was back in two thousand fourteen or something, and uh, I took a break from my company uh, like I used to see kids around the village roll a tile on the streets and try to control it so I thought that was like a good game idea and I made one game uh, and this this sport was called Gadira in, in my native language which is Punjabi so I made a game called Gadira which was about controlling this tire on the road and the road is all twisting and winding so you can lose control of the tire and it will fall down and you lose. So the game had levels which had increasing levels of difficulty and uh, I published it on the Android phones in the Google Play Store in like 2014 itself. And that uh, that suddenly got famous. Like I got messages from hundreds of people from everywhere saying that this is this is so nostalgic and they get reminded of their history uh, from their villages and stuff like that. So I got, I, I thought that making games is a good idea and I should pursue it further. So then I left my business and exited from that and uh, came to Bangalore around in 2015 to try out, like see who are the other people who are making games. And there I met Mala and other friends and you guys, of course as we are going in this journey together. So are you still in Bangalore? No, we left Bangalore 
uh, around three years back uh, as we wanted to cut costs because uh, we decided to make our own start our own indie studio and uh, we stayed on with the name niku games and uh, we started this indie studio but since we were not able to earn money or uh, publish any games yet uh, and not earn that much from the games which we did publish but uh, so we decided that we will cut our costs and we'll move to a smaller city and uh, luckily we had uh, our parents house in Coimbatore which is not too far from Bangalore so we decided to move there Nadal it's been it's been about uh, i mean when 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 did, when did you say you moved about 3 years back yeah 2019 yeah, just one one year before COVID struck. Got it, got it. So, I mean, you've still been able to connect with as a, a with with uh, developers and stuff like that, and keep keep people posted, right? Because your Discord server is fairly active with uh, with you know excitement and stuff like that. Yeah, so that that's what we have been trying to do. We have felt like. After coming here, we felt a little bit, uh, in the beginning, we felt like we are not able to connect with our um, uh, people back there. And then we used to go to these meetups, monthly meetups, and uh, we used to meet around people. Even our neighbors in Bangalore were, like, we didn't know for many years that they were also game devs and they were publishing games for children on the phone. So it was nice to be in Bangalore to find such people who living around you who are into games and stuff so that is what we uh, started to miss here but then since we are working on a single project and that project has taken all our time uh, so we have been able to connect with the people and we have been able to connect online and since covid happened just one year after we moved here uh, the whole world had to connect online itself so we are not uh, missing that too much now and and how's the is there is there uh, game developers in Coimbatore? Is there uh, um, I mean, are you able to connect with any other game developers? I mean, not right now, but uh, in general, uh, were you able to connect with anyone else? We have heard there are some studios here, and one of the studios uh, got selected in the Google uh, Google Play Mobile Accelerator team also. So we saw that. There are some companies here in Coimbatore which are doing like working into games and all, but we have we don't have any common contact there. So and plus they are in uh, in hardcore mobile games territory. So we are uh, not able to like so far we have not made any connection here. Got it. Got it. Uh, so uh, I wanted to ask you about Palace on the Hill, which has been you know uh, been your main source of uh, Twitter posts, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, how did that come about? What made you decide to make that game? So I'll start with that. Uh, we we uh, both, when we were together thinking about making games and toying with the idea of making games, we started by playing games and seeing what we enjoy. So we saw that we enjoy uh, story rich games which have nice gameplay as well as like a some sort of a heartfelt story attached to it so one of the games that we played was franbo uh, from this uh, small studio and it was a sort of a horror game but talked about a story of a young girl from a mental health perspective also so it was it was really uh, interesting to us at that time and uh, then we played a game like Valiant Hearts, which is uh, made by Ubisoft. And uh, it was a story of war. Uh, and the game played like a 2D side-scrolling platformer, puzzle platformer kind of a thing. And, uh, and the story, how it connected with the story was absolutely beautiful. And we really enjoyed that. And other games that we played around that time was Inside and uh, Limbo and all, which had some sort of a story element which is going on in the game while you uh, go do puzzling and platforming in that. So we were really inspired by those games and we 
decided that we will make something like that so we started this uh, idea of a game called we called it at that time uh, unearth so where you have to unearth some mystery of the uh, historical mystery of a place like so we started with this puzzle platforming kind of a genre only and uh, we just picked that and we tried to make a game where you are a young boy who runs on and goes on a foresty land and he finds some things in there and solve puzzles and and unearths the mystery of the place so we started with that we showcased that game in ngdc in 2016 and people really liked uh, the concept and uh, but we were not very good with gameplay at that time we like every game dev that we see now they struggle with uh, making the gameplay uh, like a game has to be fun as well not just have story in it so we struggled with that and we um, we gave up on that sort of we shelved that idea after one year of working on it and uh, we thought that we will we are not capable enough to make such a high end pc game and we decided that we will make a small mobile game so we picked up a different idea at that time and we made a game again about a kid going through some streets of india and all that and then we published that game but then the response was not that kind of overwhelming like how we got for on earth so we decided to finish that and come back to this game so that's how the idea of then we we saw that uh, unearth is a name which has been already taken by some board games so we thought that publishing another game with the name of unearth will not work so we uh, so this is all now we are in the stage where covid lockdown has started and covid lockdown time we decided that uh, let's toy with a new idea let's do a top down rpg uh, which is similar to another game which is uh, like similar in the style and the storytelling as as any other rpgs so we started with that idea and we then made the visuals for that so mala will soon talk about the visuals how we came to that and then uh, from there we started the concept of a top down rpg style game so that is how then we decided on the name the palace on the hill so this is how it came out to be now mala can tell you about how our visuals have evolved over time yeah mala we'd love to hear about your art inspirations as well yeah so as in my identity first and foremost foremost is an indian artist so i've been influenced a lot uh from indian art and indian miniature art and those kind of things so i really wanted to put in some of that into the game and that's why we chose uh indian miniature art mostly from the kangara region and uh that's how we came uh, came up with the idea where the main character will be an artist who uncovers the history of his village and makes paintings out of what he finds like every artist has to have some sort of a basis for their work and an inspiration and something set in reality so we thought it was a good idea for him to find out some stories about his own village which is close to his family and his heart and make his work based on that and that's how the work becomes even better and talking about the visual style we wanted to include a cultural indian aesthetic and that's how we come with the warm color palettes if you look at most indian artists they automatically gravitate towards like a warm color palette with lots of earthy tones and even miniature art has a lot of warm colors and we wanted to bring the actual miniature art inspiration into the paintings which you create in the games so that's why a lot of most of the paintings are uh, inspired from kangra miniature art uh, can you repeat that one uh, uh, what was that art uh, kangra miniature art kangra miniature art yeah, okay k a n g r a okay it is uh, it is a uh, location near uh, what was the place brother himachal himachal yeah, pradesh yeah. yeah yeah okay and since you said uh, you are a traditional indian artist yeah uh, did you have any issues trying to make an art for uh, 
this particular game like translating that art over to this game uh not really my basics were uh, very strong with my style uh, i just had to learn how to translate that into digital art there are some things that i still hold on to in traditional art so even our assets and our uh, whole game is created using watercolor swatches on paper in the beginning i actually tried to create assets by creating them on paper but that was proving to be a bit difficult to tweak and to visualize in our world so i just painted lots of papers with different colors of watercolors and i cut them out and i use them as textures in my drawings digitally so palace on the hill is a uh... I mean, I I've seen how it looks visually, but it it feels super detailed and it feels very, um, uh, you know, uh, aesthetically very nice, right? I mean, that kind of experience is super hard to get, and it's super hard to even visualize. It's easier, obviously, in a form of a painting where it's a single frame, but here, since there is a lot of movement and a lot of uh, you know there there might be interlabs the same this like character might need to go through different spaces so and and this has not been seen in other games uh, at least there's not been another game with such a such a pure uh, style of i mean such a pure indian style so how did you go about thinking about that I think a lot of it comes from our experiences. Like we don't, maybe we don't really register, but as we go about life uh, in our country, we just imbibe a lot of the culture, a lot of the quirks, and a lot of uh, like flavor from our surroundings. And when uh, we create that in our game, it just seeps through. You know, if that's what you're asking about. Another the thing details. which I'll add is uh, that uh, it our pipeline of asset production has been. is the thing that we have worked on for many months now and that pipeline is starting from the asset production which mala does to how it comes in the game and how it how the character is able to uh, go through that world so we have worked on that for many months like before we had the game running we worked on that uh, how we are going to produce the assets and how it is going to show up in the game so we have a multi process driven uh, system here where one asset produced by mala can then has to be cut out and then has to be put in a texture packer and then has to be imported into unity which is our engine and then using unity's editor tools we have devised a method of uh, placing the artwork in the world which automatically figures out the layering and the and the placement attributes and then it uh places the artwork in that world without much coding and all involved so we can just quickly produce the world make the trees make the houses make the world uh appear without much back and forth so that is also included in that that's how the character can go in between spaces right i mean this is a good segue into uh what we wanted to discuss next which is mm-hmm. there is there seems like from what you just said that seems to be to i mean there's a first step process of creating the art in a physical space with uh, watercolors and things like that and then yeah. there is the technology side of it and i mean there's a translation between the physical to the digital space right so can you can you help us understand what that journey is and uh, you spoken about it in brief just now but if you could go in detail and uh, how much how much time do you take on say a normal asset it'll help us understand um you know what goes into making this yeah so i'll start with that if uh, if you look at a 3d production i have some experience in my uh, previous uh, studies that uh, i i know how t- 3d production pipeline works where an artist makes the 3d model then they uh, another artist makes the texture and then they put it together so we have a similar style of uh, production pipeline where uh, art is made on the on on the digital on like the paper aspect of it is like a swatch it's called a swatch where it's just a color on a paper which is scanned and used as a uh, backing texture in a masked object so 
suppose you want a color in a tree for example you want to make a tree you have the green color which is the leaves and the, you have the brown color which is the bark of the tree so you have two papers which have brown color on them and one paper you have which is has green color on it which has its own variation because of the brushing and the paper textures and su such like that and those papers are scanned and then a tree shape is cut out of that uh, green color and a bark shape is cut out of that brown color paper and that is placed together in a digital editing software we are using a software called clip studio uh it is a japanese software so we are using that to make the assets and they are made together into one thing which is called sprite and that sprite now has multiple components which are like for example the branches of a tree can be multiple sprites and the bark of the tree can be one sprite so uh it is all imported into the game engine and then in the game engine those things are placed together using the editor tools that we have developed and then some shaders are applied to that to show them correctly in the world this is this is a purely 2d game but it looks like a top down 3d game because we are using the 3d world system of unity but we are using that to create a illusion of uh, 3d using 2d assets so that illusion is created by using layering of of uh, the assets so for example in our tree we have a shader on it which uh, translates the which moves the branches slightly and twists and turns them so it appears like the tree is uh, swinging in the wind in that world so it gives you the feeling that this tree is a real object in the world and you can run around it as uh, the programmatically the layering is set when you when the player is behind the tree it automatically makes the layering of the layer of the player below the tree when the player is in front of the tree it makes the player player's layer above the tree so it gives the illusion that you can go behind the tree and you can go in the front of the tree so that creates the illusion that you are in this 3d world while we are just using 2d assets even for buildings it's the same like the, the roof of the building or the back wall and the front wall they're all separately made and then put together so you can layer them differently and make it look like the characters running in a actual 3d building uh um, you mentioned the layering that you have to do to get the objects uh, show up and integrate into the game Uh, i'm curious to know uh, apart from the unity's built in tools how many other tools do you have to build yourself to get the effects mostly we have built uh, so one, one one specific tool which we are using is we have developed uh, in house it is uh, it is used to automatically calculate like Uh, like i told you i i'll explain it more clearly we are using the 3d world 3d what do we mean by 3d world means that there are three coordinates where the character can run which is the x y and z so we are using the 3d world of unity to get the character's position in a 3d world like there is a terrain in the in the game engine and the character runs to the back and the front which is on the z axis and then to the left and the right which is on x x axis and then up and down which is the y axis so all these translations now what happens when the character runs to the back which is on the z axis is we what we want to do in a game like this is we want to manipulate the layering of the sprites as i talked about before we want to manipulate the layering of the sprites using the z axis movement so this is exactly what we are doing here it is uh, it is not too complicated to understand but uh, it, it simplifies a lot of things so we the character is moving in x y and z and then that z 
movement we translate into what is called a sorting order of the sprites so that is why when the character it as, as a, at a certain place in the world it has its xy location and a sort order and then when and when a tree is placed in that kind of location it can either have a sorting order which is behind the player or in front of the player so that's how we give this illusion that you can go behind or front of um, of 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 2d assets so this is one of the ways which is which these kind of 2d games are made we studied other games and how they make them we we spent a lot of time we spent many months in fact uh, since march of 2020 we have been uh, working on this pipeline and i think by september or october or something only we started actually producing the game and uh, during that time we figured out how other games are made which are this 2d 3d kind of uh, illusion type thing and uh, we learned a lot from by looking at how other games like this are made and we incorporated those ideas into our our pipeline right i'm also very curious about the design of your game because you mentioned it it's a it's a top down rpg it's also a puzzle based narrative game so uh, how do you go about how do... the design i uh, uh, this kind of yeah so the design of this game also is inspired by what we see other games around what what we wanted to do with this uh, palace on the hill was make a game which is fun to play and we now how do you how do you find out what is fun to play so we while we play other games we introspect and we discuss among each other like what are we having fun for example i'll give you an example of a game called spirit fairer it's a recent uh, 2019 game by thunder lotus studio and uh, we played that game and we asked ourselves like why are we finding it fun and why did we play that game for 30 hours straight like what is the fun in that so that that is our process for finding out how a game is fun to us and what kind of game design elements have they used which uh, seem interesting to us so it's all about what we find fun so based on those ideas we want to incorporate a certain style of gameplay in this and the gameplay that we have uh, figured out is a quest driven story based uh, uh, sort of uh, like a exploration gameplay yeah exploration gameplay so it's like a quest driven exploration so this is there are many games with this similar kind of uh, gameplay you can even say that there is a 3d game called e shade and recently there has been uh, this uh, uh, spirit fairer and the various updates of spirit fairer and there are even to some extent some games like that um, uh, another game i can tell you the stardew valley and all also is like a, to an extent they have a little bit of a quest system in that uh which is used to unlock some story elements but it is not fully focused on the story but whereas spirit fairer is fully focused on the story and we want our game to be also completely story based game so we are not going towards that much of a gameplay of a star uh, of a stardew valley style of farming and stuff but we are going towards a gameplay which is similar to let's say another game called mutagen so which is also a recent game and uh, it has been very well received that game also has that uh, story based elements where you go through the game learning a mystery of a place so we are also uh, making the gameplay like that yeah yeah so i just want to understand a bit more about the narrative we talked a bit about the design we talked a bit about how the game experiences 
can you help us you know give us an idea of what went into the narrative uh what's the lore like and what is i mean how do you see the narrative going um and going through the game so i'll start with uh, where the story comes from and what what is the narrative style we we went on this trip to rajasthan uh, by right around that 2016 time and uh, uh, we saw a lot of these monuments and tourist places but we we went on small treks around these places and we discovered that there are a lot of small small ruins in these kind of uh, little little forests and all which looks like they have been abandoned buildings so while we were going on these treks we realized that how much story must have been there in these buildings which no one knows about and there was no plaque explaining what the history of this place is and uh, like the main tourist building everybody knows everything about but these smaller buildings which have been around that place so some stories seem to be having lost like uh, of course we didn't know as tourists like what was the history behind that place so we really got inspired by that like suppose you are in this village and you have these lot of abandoned uh, ruins in your village and there is a castle on a hill like how in udaipur there is a big castle on a hill which is called the uh, uh, some monsoon mahal or something like that so we got inspired by that it was really interesting to us that there is so much history of that place which so much things would have happened in those times which can be uncovered by looking for clues in those places maybe little little carvings in the stones or maybe some other uh little clues which can be found in those areas that maybe uh some story was there which can be uncovered so we got inspired by that and then uh we thought that we will design our story to be around that where you are a person who lives in this kind of a village where all these abandoned ruins are there nobody really knows uh, about the history of that place but then there are some legends which are floating around in the elderly people of the village and all but they have been in a legend format so combined with the idea that you can use these legends and it has been done before where the legends have been translated into paintings so we thought that it will be what a cool concept that we can do something which has not been done before in games which is to take the stories and convert them into art in the game and that could be one of the main driving story driving gameplay in that in the game so that is how we have been uh designing the narrative around the, around the game that the player discovers these ruins in the in the game world and and discovers the history of those ruins by exploring little little clues in those buildings and uh, talking to elder people in the village and learning about stories from them so we are creating a game around that narrative mala would you like to add something for that yeah basically the player ha- talks to the people in the village and the, uh, uh, by talking the player finds clues as to di- different locations in the surroundings and each location corresponds to a painting which progresses the story inside the painting and that's how the player reveals the mystery of the place and uh, the fun thing about it is that it's not the mystery i mean the story is not set in stone the player sort of uh, uses like in the story we our main character uses his imagination as an artist to supplement the legends and create his own understanding and painting from what he learns around him and the clues which he finds from the ruins yeah i totally get uh, what you meant by visiting ruins and getting inspired by them uh, i recently went to hampi after being mm-hmm. 10 years in bangalore i've never been i've never been to hampi we went there recently and the guide was explaining all these uh, carvings on the pillar 
And, yeah. and the, I mean, we just look at structures and we don't really understand like what is the intent behind them, right? And this yeah. guy was like, oh, this pillar means this and this carving means this. And it was totally, I mean, it's not something, when we think of temples, we think that, okay, this guy has put some statues together. It looks very nice and stuff. But there's a yeah. whole history behind that particular carving itself. That one carving has a lot of history behind it. So it's quite uh, quite interesting how all this has come out. Like you said, legends and myths. Yeah. A very interesting place to explore. So, yeah. <laughs> you guys should we, visit Hampi though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. We have. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. even if you just take a walk and you trek on the neighboring, like there are a lot of uh, little hills you can uh, uh, trek and hike on in and around Hampi. You'll find a lot of stones scattered around there with little gardens yeah. and you feel yeah. like it was this maybe the, these were like students practicing or something they like you then you automatically get this image that like the student is waking up early in the morning and going for a hike and just yeah. sitting on the under the sunrise and like chipping away and carving you know what comes to their mind is it just makes you imagine things from the past so and there's a very the, idyllic uh, tungabhadra river right next to hampi yeah. which is the perfect place for an artist i guess beautiful views and what not? I'm sure. I mean, it's not always uh, roses, you know, uh, making these structures. But I'm sure yeah. this, some of it is inspired by the scenery as well, the environment. And sometimes these carvings can be really mysterious. Like I'm sure you might have known about the famous one in Telu uh, Raliwed, where there's a telescope, and you're like, when, when did? Why would they have carved this telescope? And there's rocket, like carving of a telescope and carving of a rocket in like a tiny corner of the temple, and. Like you're amazed at what I mean this could be and what was the reason behind this. And we wanted to create an experience where a young boy, a young boy's imagination is sparked and he wants to create paintings out of all of these legends. Yeah, especially now, I mean, with all the technology we have, it's it feels so trivial, but just imagining just sitting and chipping away. To so yes. much precision yes. it's just uh it's just another uh, i mean it's just unimaginable yeah uh, and just, just um just coming back to the game just wanted to ask uh, is there a chance that there might be multiple endings in the game considering uh the painting is sort of growing uh as you talk to people or are you imagining uh one ending where the painting finishes the way we are designing the game is that uh, there is a main story which is of the protagonist which is like he is born in this place in this in a small farmer's family and his father is suffering from some debts in farming and he uh, wants to be an artist and gets into wants to get into some art college or something so he needs a lot of money for his studies so he decides to he gets an opportunity to earn money by making those paintings and selling them to some foreign tourists or something like that. So that is the premise of the main story of the game where the paintings are used as a money-making tool uh, by the protagonist. And on the way to making those paintings, they, they learn about the history of the place. So that is like an added benefit of making those paintings. So it's like a win-win type of situation. So in the case of endings of the game, it is not that kind of an ending. It's like a, it's like an ending of the game will be more like the protagonist has achieved his goal of raising so-and-so amount of money to help his father in his debts and raise money for his college. So the ending of the game will be same for uh, everyone in that way. But what you discover in the paintings will be slightly different from player to player because we are giving some little bit of uh, uh, ability for the player to imagine their own story based on the clues. So there will be a slight differences in the story which the, each player will come up with in their paintings of the history. So that is where the multiple endings uh, will be there in the painting mechanic, but not 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 in the main story of the game. Yeah, the main story takes place over the summer holidays of the uh, main character. So 
it's more like a very meaningful and fruitful summer vacation for this person. Like, you know, those uh, 50s novels is all about like the kids' summer vacation and what they do, all the exciting adventures they have exploring this island and exploring this forest and finding out a mystery. It's sort of, uh, that's the kind of uh, nostalgic feeling that we want in this. Got it, got it, got it. But, but there are multiple paintings from what I understand. It's not just yes. making one painting. No, the, it's like a series of paintings which tells you, which sort of advances the story uh, right. within, uh, of the history of the place. Like you get clues from each painting and then you put together like what the story is about and who's the main character of your painting. Got it, got it, makes sense. Uh, so, so we understand that there is a narrative. We understand that there's a quest system uh, what are the can you can you help us uh, understand what are like the other elements in the game, um, and, and I mean why did they come about? Uh, if I understand that there is a quest system, which is uh, like many other games in this genre, there is a you run these quests and you manage some. Uh, one other aspect which is important in the game is management, which if you play games like uh, Spirit Fairer, you will know what I mean, is that where you grow uh, things in the farm or you manage food, you prepare food for people and things like that, which are done in a repeated way. The quests are done in a, uh, uh, like a, once you have done the quest, it is over. But then there are some things which you repeat in the game, which is like preparing food and uh, making, uh, growing vegetables and things like that and growing flower gardens and stuff like that. So we have added those, we are adding those elements as well uh, because they are culturally relevant and they're relevant to the story of the game. Like for example, you are born in a farming family so, of course, having some gardening ability in the game, uh, it makes sense and it, 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 is, it gives a, like a different kind of fun to a player that you want to grow your own plants and uh, some quests are based on that. Uh, like, for example, one of the things, one of the quests in the game, which the, in the demo itself is there, is that you uh, go talk to the vegetable shop in the market and the vegetable shop lady says that uh, there is a lot of demand for spinach coming up so why don't you plant spinach in your garden and uh, give me the uh, plants and uh, she gives money for that so that same way that that is like a quest system which involves farming the same way we are uh, including a tea shop mechanic so in the tea shop is like you volunteer to run a a uh, small shop in the market where every evening people gather and you can cook uh, food there. So like, for example, you can make some tea which you have uh, foraged. You have foraged some herbs from the location, from the world, from exotic locations. And those herbs you can use to infuse into tea and prepare special teas which you give to people and they get impressed with you and they give you money or they give you, they become your friends and they give you more clues into the story. So things like that also are there. Plus it adds the whole cultural element. We thought that having Indian food like samosas and uh, uh, these um, tea, all different kinds of tea and pani uh, tikka and such things are fun thing fun food items which are made on the roadside shops in india pav bhaji for example it's like a favorite so it will be cool to have these as part of the gameplay uh, so we decided to add those management aspects as well where you run this tea shop and that tea shop because people are congregating at that tea shop every evening so you get to talk to the people and you become their friends because you're making all sorts of nice food for them. So we thought it was a, like a cool concept to add to the game. So you guys have been now working on this game for since 2019, right? 
2020 yeah 2020 okay yeah. and how much more do you think you still need to work on the game before we finally see something that we can play or demo we have we we decided to take part in the steams next fest which happened uh, uh, last year in 2021 in october and uh, for that we prepared a small sort of a little teaser demo of the game where uh, which is downloadable from steam where you can uh, run around uh, in the village and explore places and stuff like that so once we released that uh, we got a lot of feedback from people and they were really impressed with the thing even even the developer of uh, this popular game called eshade he contacted us on twitter and he said that uh, what a wonderful game you are making and all and he wanted to congratulate us like in a in a private message so that we found a very motivating like uh, like we just played these games and all that but then the developer of that game has contacted us and telling about his story about his make his making of that game so it is just like a so inspiring thing to hear and uh, similarly uh, we have been hearing about uh, these feedbacks and a lot of indians have played this game and they feel nostalgic about uh, certain ele- elements in the game and the cultural aspects that we are adding some publishers also we have talked to and uh they have said that uh, at the first look when they played the game they realized that this is like nothing else out there so hearing that from a publisher uh was a big deal for us and uh, we are really motivated by those things but then we realized that there is a long way to go and our demo which we had published in that time was just a very short teaser into the world of the game but it didn't have much of a experience into the gameplay so now what we are working on at this time uh, is the full experience of the game presented as a demo which is in the industry it is called a vertical slice so it's like a slice of the game which is like a half an hour play through of the game which has all the elements which we want to include in the final game so that is where we are right now and we are developing that and we are going to release it uh, <coughs> soon in our uh, discord and and things like that so we'll uh, announce it uh, sometime in february or early march so we we are on way to do that for the finished game since we have the pipeline all set and all our mechanics are working uh are like almost working so we are pretty confident that once these things are set we will be able to complete the story of the game and produce all the paintings and all the locations and develop all the locations pretty fast after that so we are aiming for a timeline of around uh, late 2022 for a more uh, like some sort of a more complete uh, look into the game so we might release a uh, trailer or a or a more complete version of the game or maybe an early access version of the game by the end of this year is what we are aiming for very good you also mentioned that uh, uh, you moved to coimbatore and i believe you have a kid uh, yeah, we have two kids two yeah. kids okay <laughs> and you also have dogs yes yeah <laughs> so how are you managing all your work life and uh it has been uh, nice for us overall yeah I, i get i get your point uh, it has been first of all we have to manage our expenses which is uh so far we have been bootstrapped with the earnings which i got from my previous company uh because i was a shareholder in that company and when i exited from that and since it was a successful company so i got like a quite a bunch of money from that and that has helped us keep us afloat for all these years while we are learning how to make games so 
since we decided to make this game our priority we thought that living in bangalore would be too expensive for us and our that that corpus of money that capital that we have uh, got that will finish fast in living in a city like bangalore which has a lot of expensive uh, rents and uh, uh, even we had a child by then and uh, child care and all these things are difficult to do in a big city so we thankfully at that time somewhere in 2019 we got an offer from our parents that uh, why don't you come to uh, come live with us in the house and uh, earlier we were not uh, very like we were not going for it but then we decided that since we are working on this project and we are we are work, we are going to release this and we are going to work on this for a for some period of time it is wise for us to move the city so that we move to a, a rent free location and uh, that will cut down a lot of our expenses so plus it because shifting into parents house will mean that we'll get better access to there are more people there to uh help with the kids and uh, uh all those things are also managed better so it was ultimately a better decision for us like logically and emotionally for us to move to our parents house uh in coimbatore so after moving there we our like our burn rate has come down and uh, uh we are able to uh invest more like in in sound production and in our we are able to hire free, freelancers to help us complete the game and uh, do bits and pieces of the game so we are more confident that we will finish the game we don't have to worry about the expenses much that is super interesting because uh, being frugal ensuring that there is uh, you know like from a mental health perspective also there is stability mm. it's it's super rare to uh, see so much maturity in uh, especially folks who are who are in this age group right most of most of at least the um, at least at least in my age group most people mm-hmm. want to stay out of house want to be independent want to roam around in cars and things like that but having um having the originally from uh, from a small town uh, near chandigarh in punjab and mala has been uh, originally from a small town in vellore so we uh, we have both grown up in small towns and uh, we we have this inner desire to move to a big city and live the fast life there so it it has been the decision to move to a smaller town has been like with lots of uh calculations and things like that so but ultimately we realize that uh it is actually better for everyone that uh, we are all together like living with the family is uh, is actually a good thing very cool very cool yeah plus with children you can't really go out that much <laughs> anyway <laughs> no i mean now now it's even worse so <laughs> <laughs> yeah Uh, so mridul you had mentioned that uh, some publishers reached out to you when you sh- showcased your game uh, have you managed to find a publisher for your game uh, not yet because uh, they they have reached out to us but then they are waiting for those updates which we are promising them so we are still on the hunt for publishers uh, we realize that uh, since the concept of this game and the that same thing which is nice to say which is like uh, this is like something which is nothing out there this is something which is like nothing out there so that works both ways it can it can uh, be like a good thing where it may the gamers or the people the customers might like this fact and they will buy they it might make that a, into a commercial success on the other hand uh, it can be like a uh, something which is more riskier approach also because 
it is something like nothing out there means that uh, make finding a market for this game or finding the people will be harder than uh, than if you are making something which is similar to other stuff out there so it works both ways so that is what we are finding out uh, with by talking to the publishers and just getting that feedback is very important for us because it sets the um, it sets the goal for us like what is what should we work on what should we emphasize in our marketing where is our audience so all those questions are very important for us to figure out before we are able to pitch to publishers and convince them that look this is going to be a guaranteed commercial success so until that is done uh, we won't be able to convince that so that's why i started all the discord and i started that okay we will publish this demo we will raise some uh, marketing we'll try to get some people to uh, help us in marketing then we will give it a full shot ourselves and then realize where the market is so once we do that getting a publisher will be much easier i feel very cool you seem to have a very clear understanding of how you want to go about uh, publishing or marketing the game uh, very rare nowadays <laughs> uh, one other thing exactly, i want yeah. to know is uh, you said that it's, it's available on steam but do you have any plans to take it to mobile or the other uh, tablet kind so, of thing? Uh, in fact yes because we first our our first pitch uh, for like not this this game top down concept but for the previous game that we were making in that time was to be that time apple arcade was launched uh, around that time and we thought that that is an ideal platform for us and there are a lot of games similar to this on apple arcade which works well on a device like ipad or even iphones and stuff like that so, and and plus this is like a apple arcade is like a game pass type of a thing where once you subscribe to that for like very minimal amount of money it's only like 120 rupees or something like that for uh, all the subscriptions so it were it is a perfect thing for for a device like ipad so definitely we have kept that in mind from the very beginning and all the assets that we are designing in the game all the programming we are doing and all the input methods of the game we are considering touch based and uh, the screen ratios of ipad and iphone into consideration and we are designing the game uh, with full consideration for that a very cool so have you um, so now this has been going on for a couple of years in your life but have you been also imagining what other kind of games you might want to make or have you already started on something like a prototype or something we have we we keep uh, that that is like a bane of uh, game developers like yeah. that uh, <laughs> uh, whenever they whenever some slump comes in the in the idea generation for the main game you see that is like what we what uh, we use discuss among ourselves it's like a creator's curse like when you are a creator you want to always keep creating stuff and you don't think much about the business aspect of it so <laughs> that has been uh, a problem for us also so uh, but yeah we are now very confident about this particular game uh, palace on the hill and we are going to take it to fruition and then then move on to the next projects we have some good ideas about the projects like we for example we actually started working on a few also a bit i think no a little bit ideation <laughs> yeah like ideation is always there it's just cool to discuss ideas and like one of the ideas which is very interesting and you also might find it interesting is uh, for example all these uh, uh, franchises are there uh, all these uh, like for example the chota beam is there in india and there are so many more which are coming up so imagine a game set in those worlds which are already people are well familiar with so those kind of things can uh, like for example all of the games based on these uh, franchises are mostly 
cash grab kind of mobile games so that is uh, that is a very old uh, kind of gameplay so we are working in these rpgs and these kind of uh, uh, story driven games so they they are a natural match for having like a uh, narrative driven uh, franchise games which are already based on uh, like a proper stories which are already written by writers of those cartoons and stuff like that and plus other comics and other even even movies for example uh, so there is we feel like there is a lot of scope in that and uh, since gameplay what we people see as gameplay in india is just those uh, simple mobile games which are uh, based on the older style gameplays so there is lot of scope for people to discover more uh, immersive uh, story building type games so that is where we feel like we are confident that we might see some potential it's it's super interesting that you have so much clarity like because this is a very business sort of take on it right mm-hmm. um like i'm not sure that many are aware there used to be a game based on the kellogg's brand also back in 90s um and uh, there was a game even i mean all of these are and they were deeper games they were not just uh, ca- cash grabs like a subway yeah, yeah, clone yeah. and stuff like that right and uh, there is i mean i just want to understand from a from a business perspective do uh-huh. you see you guys do you see yourselves focused around making innovative games and making uh experiences like these or do you see yourself moving to a direction where you can monetize this a little more than because this is a system right i mean you're not building something that is um yeah. uh, just going to end here you can sort of mm-hmm. leverage it and build a lot more uh, especially like from what you said chota beamend all have a lot of the, the lore is already developed yeah. you just need to make it interactive it should be a simple take on it you yeah. can monetize things that way but a lot of game developers especially indies want to go down mm-hmm. the road of creating new content and that journey is what gives them uh, you know the adrenaline rush right so how do you guys uh, look at that so this is this is the, this is exactly what we are doing as well we are creating our own ip first but we realize that uh, creating an ip as uh, two people sitting in a small town like is a we don't have millions of dollars to uh, do the marketing or make that as a household name but then there are people there are franchises out there which have done that over the course of years and if you see games like spider verse uh, and spider man into the spider verse and all those games which are being launched uh, worldwide they are uh they are also franchise games but they have so much lore and so much history to them and uh, so many more people like those are triple a games with huge budgets and stuff like that so it is uh it i feel like that indian audience uh particularly into gaming indian audience is well into the entertainment like if you see uh, the romantic movies of bollywood or the action movies of other uh, smaller uh, like uh, uh, south indian uh, movie scene and there are a lot of there are a lot of people who connect with that so in the same way if games are launched uh, with those elements for example romantic story set in some indian place with those elements of uh, narrative driven gameplay where you take some choices for the main hero of the story i see a lot of potential in that way that uh, new customers we can have new business models you can discover there so there's a lot to discover it's like an unknown territory which uh, i feel like there there is lot to do there so we want to try some our hand at that at some point of time uh when that time comes we have no clue <laughs> but we want to do that awesome uh 
I believe that's the that's all we have from our side. Uh, it was great chatting with you, Mala and Ridul, and we look yeah. forward to your game you know, on the store as well as demoing it. So good luck with your game and future endeavors. Mala and Ridul, can you? Uh, I mean, just for uh, just for the audience, can you help us know how to you know follow your game and uh, the updates of your game? Yes. Uh, yeah so we are mostly uh, on twitter and we are on discord so i feel like discord is the most more personal way you can connect with us you can actually chat with us there so uh, discord would be the way to go there are if you go to our website nikugames.com at the bottom of the website there is a link to our discord channel you can always join that plus our email address is there so you can always contact us Yes, we'll have your Twitter and Discord links in the podcast web page. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks, guys. Yeah, thank us. you so much for having us. Thank you. Really yeah. fun. It was Bye. really fun. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.